Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. Hello, everybody. That was terrible. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Tax Williams. It's a good thing we don't do these intros live anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would have been an absolute I downer. only did two. <laughs> it wasn't yes, too bad. Too, too many. I can't sound too positive. How dare you? <laughs> the show we're covering today is worth positivity. Sure. Life is vaguely positive. Um, again, apologies. We did not have a show last week. Real life things got in the way. We can say it. My chinchilla died, which kind of sucks. If you ever used to watch the video pods, occasionally we'd leave them in the background and stuff. And yeah, he popped his clogs literally an hour or two before we meant to start podding. I'm like... Seems a bit inappropriate to talk about yeah. Qatari pro wrestling. If anything, he was the third man to our NWO. Aww. He was a good boy. He was a good lad. <laughs> However, in terms of I was saying to you before we started recording, he may have cost me several hundred thousand pounds <laughs> of purchasing a new house. Indeed, yeah. So he's killing me from the grave. <laughs> so today, we are doing QPW, Qatar Pro Wrestling's Super Slam 2017. Oh my word, I'm so glad that at some point we've decided to cover QPW because, as I've alluded to on previous podcasts when yeah. we mentioned this, this, this has been built up for many weeks. You have a story. I do. So, but before we do this, what background do you know about QPW? Oh, almost nothing. Okay, so that's good because I have done my research. Okay, go ahead. And if you enjoy what you hear today, I also encourage you to go and watch a documentary on YouTube about... The incarnation of QPW. Right, okay, let's start there. So, uh, you say documentary. <laughs> you mean the 28-minute documentary? I'm not sure documentary is the word. It's promotion. Yeah. <laughs> but don't talk about how or why or anything. May I, may it's I... 28 minutes of clips of wrestling and them going, yeah, we started a wrestling company because with WWF came here and it was good, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> WWE, whatever. Exactly. That's not a documentary. That's a wonderful documentary. Some <laughs> student has made him, has saved his own life by doing that. I started to watch it today, like when I was dicking yeah. around at work and stuff, and I was just like, this is trash. I just stopped watching it. So, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. I so, you. basically, as you said from the documentary, WWE traveled to Qatar or Qatar or Qatar, cheers Shane Douglas. Idiot. He's an interesting chap, isn't he? Um, in 2011. And then in 2012, Mr. Ali and his um, business associates thought, I wonder if we could set up a promotion here in the Middle East, as there's no other wrestling in the Middle East. Sure, yeah. Because there isn't. Is there? No. I don't think there is, is there? I think this is generally uh, not a thing in that area. They no. don't really have pro wrestling so much. No, because obviously they've got, the big re- they've got the big companies, singular, coming over. You know, okay. WWE, Progress, because no one's ever run a show out of the Middle East. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's a dig and a half. You went like back three different... Like, I don't know how to phrase it, but yeah, that was a deep dig. Go ahead. You're Sorry. welcome. Carry on. <laughs> Got a pop out of me. So after 2012, they started putting together and piecing together their own roster of, as they refer to it, as the best international talent available. And in fairness, it is international talent that is available. Yes. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah. Basically, picture this back... Stings on this card. What exactly? <laughs> L.A. Smooth from ECW and also Hobbs and Shaw is on this card. Whoosh, straight over my head. Okay, oh, we'll, we'll, have have to go over ECW, we'll go over it. All right. But basically, over time, they have started running shows using import talent for okay. the last five, six years. Hmm. Um, they started off their first promotion was a three-day tournament <laughs> to crown their first champion. Okay. So not just doing like a one-spot show. 
and they three days, br- yeah, 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 do a festival. <laughs> they're bringing in people like um, Chris Masters, Carlito, Bobby Lashley. Um, the, the the standard roster for any international show that wants ex WWE guys. Hello, really five star wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. Except luckily in Qatar, Qatar, <laughs> Qatar, <laughs> they took all of the five star roster and paid them. Well, yeah. <laughs> At least there was some wrestling in front of people as well. That was yeah, nice. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So they have a few championships, which we'll get to on this card. Yeah. They've got your standard championships and also a little bit of an eye catcher because you know like tna had the x division well ladies and gentlemen if you want something innovative can i give you the king of the ladders champion yeah it's um doesn't work does it but in all fairness seeing that little promotional video for it yeah the fact that documentary ha- tax documentary <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that infomercial <laughs> it's not like our uh, our good friend in a similar country promoting their vision 2020 uh... sorry vision 2030 over my head a bit. Uh, Crown Prince friend. Oh, okay. When the WWE go, then they have their Vision 2030. I don't pay attention propaganda to propaganda like slash WWF stuff. <laughs> <laughs> videos. Okay. Um, but the wrestlers genuinely seem to be quite well looked after. They're taken out. They're all looked after. They're, yeah. They have all their visas dealt with for them. So they literally fly in, wrestle, and they clearly care about it, as we'll get to during the uh, Cody John Morrison match. First political statement of the night. Unlike the workers that built the stadiums. Wee! <laughs> God, God, I can't wait for a Winter World Cup. <laughs> There's nothing more than like World Cup football was fucking slicing sprouts. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, sure. Um, but they've gone in. So here's the story of how I had prior knowledge of QPW. Do it, mate. So before I returned to wrestling in SEPW in yeah. the tail end of 2016. I was looking to do commentary. So what I would do is I would mute WWE. Before you get into that, my cat has taken a shit. Do you want to get rid of it? No, it's absolutely fine. Can you smell it? No. I can. Oh, I look forward to that wafting over to me. (laughs) Are you you sure you're right with it? And we'll we'll keep this in the pod as well. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Because based on some of the standard of wrestling we're going to see today, this is quite apt. (laughs) I'm just checking you're all right with it. Yeah, absolutely fine. Okay, so you've got cat, so you're fine. Exactly. He's full of shit. (laughs) Start again. Sorry, my bad. So, um... Late 2016 is when I returned to, inver- return to inverted commas, professional wrestling. So we see so many indie talents sit there and go, I've returned to the ring. I've retired. I've, mm. I've retired. It's like, you're all right, Terry Funk. You've well, retired. you came back as a manager. Came back as a manager. And, and com- commentary. But I wanted to do commentary. Hmm. So prior to returning to the ring, I'd basically taken loads of WWE matches that I liked, muted it, and did commentary over the top of it to actually have as a portfolio to send to um, people around like the country good idea quick note when does it stop wrestling commentators wearing suits or shirt and tie why are there so many wrestling commentators sat there in hoodies <laughs> or pokemon suits i mean that's fine <laughs> pokemon suits absolutely fine come on bit of professionalism <coughs> yeah okay but anyway so i got the pro shots done someone took a photograph of me wearing my suit great did all these videos and i sent them off to a few promotions around the country again re- regaining my knowledge of brit rest at the time yeah Richard Parr, who is the announcer for QPW. Okay, good, because his name is never mentioned yeah. on this show, so good to know that's who it is. He used to be a presenter on Sky Sports doing the football. Right, okay. Started following me randomly on Twitter. Nice. I saw that Richard Parr was involved in QPW wrestling. Sure. Didn't bother looking at what QPW was. So I sent him a message and said, hello, Richard. 
I'm interested in getting into commentary. I like it when you use my full name. That's yeah. sexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> um, I'm interested in getting into wrestling commentary. Here's some examples of my work. Mm. Um, please let me know uh, who's best to pass this on to. Here's my contact details. Doing it like I would either a job interview or putting together like a, a band EPK or something yeah, like that. professional, man. Yeah. yeah. And he said, okay, no problem. I'll pass it on. Again, thought nothing of it. Two to three weeks later... Got an email into my inbox, all in Arabic. Right. And at that stage, it was like, spam. <laughs> Is someone criticizing our pod again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that, this predates that by a long shot, but yeah, yeah. Then about five days after that email, another one came in. And I thought, okay, let's let's see if someone's trying to sell me some Viagra. This would be useful. <laughs> the Crown Prince needs you to... Bluetooth wasn't around at this time, so I had to see what this was. Um... And then I used Translate. And it basically was like, blah, 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 wrestling commentary, blah, 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 this amount of money, blah, 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 flights, blah, blah, blah. Wow, okay. And I was like, well, this is all gobbledygook. Yeah. Delete. Um, the final email came through that was basically evidently on the translate, uh, paraphrasing, but evidently not interested, not replying, don't contact us again. And right. I, and I was like, this is all very strange. I don't think I've contacted anyone holy shit until i then twigged hang on go back to richard parr looked at what he looked uh, worked for looked at the wrestling organization because again they didn't i don't think they had a twitter then right so it was just like hashtag qpw wrestling yeah, yeah. which was on his uh on his twitter feed in his bio looked into it a bit more and i was like oh fuck i was offered decent money and flights to qatar to go into commentary for qpw and then just ignored the emails because they're all in arabic holy crap do you think they saw the wf videos that you sent them like oh he's next wf guy he must have been announcing in 2005 (laughs) smackdowns (laughs) man what a crazy turn like yeah so obviously after saying do not contact us again i'm really happy we're going to be doing this podcast and tagging them in at every post as you notice i've been doing on the twitter sure sure nice out of interest do you remember how much they offered? I can't remember. Okay. I did I did some translations. I thought, well, considering they pay for flights yeah, and yeah. visas, considering wow. I hadn't done commentary I mean, before. Just I got... that alone. Yeah. Because it feels like there's a lot of money floating around this show, but it's not reused practically. <laughs> Let's put it that well, way. I'm pretty sure Sting was doing it as a favour. <laughs> Definitely wasn't doing it for free. Well, We'll get to Sting's involvement in a minute, I guess. We should probably not blow our spot now. Well, I don't want to ruin it, but you call it, it. you call it involvement. <laughs> He's there. It counts. Yeah. All right. So 28th of April, 2017. I'm assuming that's a broadcast date or yeah. event date. I'm not really 28th sure. 28th of April, 2017 in Doha. The information isn't exactly clear anywhere. We're kind of picking up bits. Are you going to try and pronounce the name of the, the venue? Well, Ali bin Hamad al Attire Arena? Yep, the Ali Band. Attire? <clears throat> yep, Attire. Attire or Attire? Al- I'm going to go Al Attire. Okay, anyway. So the Ali, Ali Ben Hamad Al Attire Arena. Ali Ben's the best bit. <laughs> <laughs> In Doha, Qatar. Or Quada. But yeah, Doha. That's where the, the first WF qatar thing wasn't it yes it was yeah. uh 2011 they went there and, and they, also they did a lot promoting that didn't they yeah i seem to remember that was a thing and also you know let's be honest it's where the world cup final is going to be held well yeah hmm. in a dry country <laughs> with football well fans. have you heard this it's no longer going to be dry for the tournament apparently 
I watched well, the Gary Neville documentary about it, and they're going to have booze in designated areas. I can imagine that the sponsors of the World Cup, Budweiser, were very much, we're not sponsoring that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that. That That is a serious problem, thinking about it. Lipton Iced Tea, sponsors of the Qatar 2020 World Cup. Yeah, I wonder how dry it is. Um, I'm going to say that during that time, um, visitors will be fine. Yeah. If you're a local resident, you may struggle. Yeah, it, it's very weird. In the documentary I watched about them building the stadiums and all these claims about 40,000 people dying in the building of the stadiums, and them going, nah, it's like two. Don't worry about it. They had the coronavirus. The other, other 39,000 are exaggerations. They were just walking by the stadium as they died. You know? It was just a statistical anomaly. <laughs> oh, it's fucking hilarious. It's, oh, it's not hilarious. It's terrifying, but at the same that time. That was the worst like, description yeah. of it. But the way they're, they're, it's, the story is being told, there yeah. doesn't seem to be any truth to any anything at this point. It's just mental. I know this is a wrestling podcast, but and this could be a conversation for a different day. But would you suggest there might have been some money changed hands to get a World Cup um, in this region? Step Blatter is a oh Step Blatter. He's <laughs> <laughs> a Step Blatter. That's convenient considering what's going to happen in this show. <laughs> anyway, so we're watching it on YouTube for free. Thank you very much, QPW. Absolutely. Finally uh, getting my money's worth. The mass of 3,339 views, 127 likes and three dislikes. What scumbags gave this their dislike? <laughs> OWE. Uh, maybe so. Sure, my man's there. <laughs> Down <Downvoting. fuck> <laughs> <laughs> So, should we go straight into the show? Yeah. Because we've talked a lot of bollocks. So let's <laughs> jump into it. So opening, we get aerial shots of high-rise buildings, cars, lights. It's like a John Cena movie. <laughs> and do you know why it's artistic? Hit me. Because the shots are in black and white. Ooh. Black and white, Alberto Del Rio. Or someone else. Alberto El Patron. Or the alternatively, and on the end graphic, Alberto El Patron. <laughs> really? Brilliant. <laughs> More aerial shots of high-rise buildings. Because we're definitely having the shows in all these massive, grandiose buildings. Cars, lights, black and white Cody Rhodes this time. Oh, very arty. <laughs> black and white John Morrison, your favourite wrestler in the world. Shane Charvo was on this show. <laughs> He's part of this crew usually as well. We did the Indian shows. Yeah. He was there for those. So, ah, oh, it's a shame. As the music builds to a crescendo of epic proportions. Well, <laughs> you know... More aerial shots of high-rise buildings, cars, lights, black and white Rey Mysterio, and some other people. So would you call him Mysterio? (laughs) No, 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 Michael Nee. Definitely not. (laughs) Rey Mysteriously from Birmingham. (laughs) (laughs) Still the best moment ever. Anyway, so... um, there's lots of kind of look at our posh facility sort of shots as well. Uh, And that's kind of the end as it kind of goes... But then... You're like that's just one stadium imploding. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! Uh, so Sting, uh, Sting's, Sting's eyes—is that how you say? So Sting's eyes appear on the big screen, and they're like, "Oh, we hit Control I." Inverts. <laughs> and you're like, "Yeah, okay, fair enough." <laughs> so someone's bought Premiere Pro. Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice uh, in the posters for this show uh, a name advertised that wasn't on the show? Oh, I did not notice this. Booker T was meant to be the special guest referee for the main event, and he definitively wasn't. So, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, but Steve Linsky's been involved in this since 2013, because he gets everywhere. 
How is there so many British guys in the show? Well, I'm glad I another one of my personal favourites made on the show, but we'll get to that during the ladder match. Sorry, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the DIY step platter lad. Didn't he call you fat once? <laughs> he did call me. <laughs> Who's more the fat kid? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't wrong. At least he only got one of those two that usually on all these shows. Yeah. We'll get to it in a minute. Cue the horrific wrestling music, explosion graphics, scaffolding with chains, motion graphics. Oh, is- WCW. <laughs> I was thinking TNA, <laughs> oh, yeah. but you know. Uh, as a person welcomes us to the show, I don't know who he was. Joe Don Bre- Oh, the, the in-ring announcer. Yeah. That's Richard Parr, formerly off of Sky Sports New, and obviously what was my link into uh, QPW? Okay. Um, maybe this is the bad time to say this. He's terrible. Well, why do you think he's not still on Sky Sports? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he also did stuff for Eurosport as well. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, his introductions. Uh, for example, when he's introducing the tag team match, he goes, for the first time ever, the tournament final of the... Cha-. He's trying to say, this is the first time we will crown tag team champions for QPW. But he gets the order of the words in the wrong order. Uh- I, that was irony. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Beautiful irony. But in fairness, too, and, and it's happened to, to other people. So, for example, Mark Blake, who listens to the podcast. Hello, Mark Blake. Lead- we all stumble a bit. Like, yeah. you know. But Mark Blake has once announced the match as this is the match before the interval. <laughs> <laughs> so, Fair enough. So, you know, in, in fairness to Richard Parr, it does happen. Obviously, when you are... Wait, why is that so bad to say this is the match before the interval? I mean, in fairness, but just give it the air of grandeur. This is the match... Before okay, the interval. I see what you're saying. At the same time, it gives you like a, oh, we can let all our fun go. Before. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Let's just carry on. Let all the so. fun go. <laughs> it's been a weird day. Leave me alone. So, um, what's the guy's name? Bring an answer. Richard Parr. Richard Parr welcomes us to the show and runs down the matches for tonight's event. Um, tonight's Super Slam. There we go. Uh, immediately, they have a King of the Ladders championship and Johnny Storm is in the match. And I'm like, someone's not going to like that. And I did not. <laughs> sure. Um, so, what should we talk about? The King of Ladders later? King of, yeah, we'll get to the King all of right, Ladders later, right. yeah. So, there is not a single competitor that isn't an import on this show. Literally, not even a dodgy cricketer. <laughs> hey, no, no, no. Mr. H, who is managing in the first match, I would assume is relatively localised to this area. Yeah, he seems like the only person that they've brought in. Every single other person on this show is an import. Yeah, because other than uh, Mr. H... Didn't Sting do a few bits in Arabic for his his element of the show? He says "Salam alaikum" and that's literally it. He says it like four times badly, and then goes "Woo" because he's Sting, and then he talks a bit. And he goes "It's showtime," and then left. <laughs> Spoilers, but <laughs> yeah. like, you know, uh, no, very very tiny bit of Arabic, but that's yeah. it. But as we're going through the beginning of our card, because mm. th- obviously we covered Richard Parr as our ring announcer, yeah. Before we get started, let's discuss who we've got on commentary. Okay. So, they're not listed on Cage Match. They're not listed on Wikipedia. Um, I only realised who one of the voices was halfway through the show. Oh, I was like, really? I know that voice. Did you not Did you not see the, the name bar at the beginning of the show? Completely missed it. Right. So, this is the best part. Well, uh, when I saw this, I realised this was going to be an amazing show. Because it, <laughs> commentary was done, performed by Joe Dombrowski... And as it said on the titles... Wait, wait, wait. Joe Dombrowski, I know that name. What show has he done before? Does he not do $5 Wrestling? Maybe. I definitely know that name. We've done a show where he's been a commentator or something. Because I remember trying to pronounce Dom Dom Dombrowski. (laughs) Was it AOW? Oh, could have been. Possibly. But anyway, we're joined by Joe Dombrowski. And then in inverted commas, 
ECW legend. Really well. Shane Douglas. I mean, they're not wrong, but you can't put that on your show. <laughs> Really? Yeah, WWE, you know, well, I, I think the creditors owned it at one point, and then WWE owned <laughs> yeah. it. But this is 2017, so def- definitely the Fed own it by now. Oh, yeah. But yeah. But as we'll get to when Carlito comes out, copyright doesn't exist in Qatar. It definitely doesn't. Um, Shane Douglas. Well, the first thing, the audio is terrible. The commentary, you could barely hear it for the first couple of matches. Yeah, I would say the whole show, I, I didn't really listen to it because it's almost inaudible which made me laugh in the documentary slash promo for this show also on youtube al snow comments going they've got the best production values <laughs> in the world and just shows a bloke on his laptop backstage tweaking things as you said pressing control i for their live tron so thinking about it shane douglas got your feet oh fuck <laughs> they paid for shane douglas to come across to do commentary and you can't even fucking hear him I get the feeling I'd be cheaper. <laughs> your your audio recording's better quality. Probably. They probably got, uh, well, as you said, when I was an announcer, like mm. Funaki, SmackDown, number one announcer. Well, QPW's still running, technically. I don't put on many shows, but they are running. They just announced some stuff today. Because Bischoff's involved. Ah, uh, okay. Mr. Bischoff, we've got a person here who'd like to do some commentary. Um, yes, and basically how I would be blacklisted and been told not to contact again. <laughs> I would love to come and work for QPW. Maybe Especially after respond. the stadium comment, so it'd be it'd be as safe as if we went to another country nearby to perform. Is Arabic the same across most Arab nations? Oh, I wouldn't know. To, to I don't know if there's like judge. regional variations, like you know, like uh, Catalonian and Spanish, for example, are slightly different, but they're kind of the same and all sorts. You know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be one to even <laughs> guess or judge. I know a couple of people that speak Arabic, but I'm not sure whether they're they're not Qataris. That's for sure. Is that how you say the name of people yeah. from Qatar? Yeah, Qataris. I wonder whether it's the same. Whether we're going like to that pop some... punk band, the Qataris. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking great joke. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> but like, I, I know people that could probably draft you a letter and be like, "Oh, we didn't realise it was in Arabic. You know, you don't speak Arabic." Blah 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 blah. You know. And I was looking a lot of uh, a lot of penis pills at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what penis pill is in Arabic. <laughs> <coughs> And he's talking about buying that house. <laughs> <laughs> Off to Qatar. <laughs> anyway. Don't pay for it. <laughs> so every single person's an import apart from one manager. Uh, not even a dodgy cricketer, as I said. Our first match is... Okay, so it's Brian Cage versus... How, how is his name actually meant to be pronounced? Alufa. It is Alufa. It's the best joke ever. His name is Alufa. He, what the fuck? Alufa wrestled in ECW as LA Smooth. He'd also had a very brief run in WWE as just like a jobber. Oh, he okay. was also in The Wrestler, and he also recently appeared of one of The Rock's Samoan brothers in Hobbs and Shaw. Okay, cool. I assumed he'd be part of the family. Who isn't? Yeah, it feels like a lot of the island boys, you know what I mean? The only one who isn't is the one who's got Samoa in his ring name, That's Samoa true. Joe. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, but who knows? Versus Bri- uh, EW, apparently, Brian Cage. Yeah. So he's a big Roydy Magoo, isn't he? He is a beastie boy. As, as much as he looks like he's swollen, um, he, he he's very athletic in the ring, I've always thought. Yeah. He doesn't look uncomfortable like a lot of these big dudes do. Him and Lashley are like the two really athletic big boys. Sure, like natural say. athletes. Yeah. You know, and really obviously Brock. Yeah, yeah. Brock Which, again, we haven't touched on this. That Royal Rumble, brilliant. I loved it. 
absolutely, absolutely loved it. adored it. I yeah, wanted yeah. him to go for the whole thing and win it. Me too. I've yeah. been amazing. I wanted him to get to number thirty and then have Drew come in and be like, yeah. dah, 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 Claymore, bang out, fuck you, bro. You know what I mean? But it was put really well. But yeah, it Brian Cage, pro- really beast. And you say he's gone a. to AEW. Apparently so. Well, that's because Killer Cross has gone to NXT. Yeah, and you see the other person went to NXT. Tim Thatcher. Tim Thatcher. Wow, that's one I did not see happening, but we'll see. That's probably because Walter's gone. Check out this fucking money. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They've he's gone to the Fed and gone. We've got one of the best wrestlers in the world. He doesn't have a mobile phone, but he's one of the best (laughs) wrestlers in the world. You know. Shortly followed by was it Desmond? Alexander Wolf got knocked out at Worlds Collide. It's like, oh, did he? Oh, he's yeah. been knocked out. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. I watched and, it. Yeah. And in fairness, we didn't really want him because he was just insanity. So, have you seen that Tim Thatcher signed? <laughs> Wolf's out injured. Have you seen Tim Thatcher signed? Ring camp, ring camp, ring camp. Absolutely, yeah. He's, he has to be put in that group, doesn't he? Also, once again, Jim Smallman did this going, oh, they're going to sign Thatcher. Fuck it. I'm going to go and work for NXT UK. Good luck, everyone. Sure. Uh, my, my thing at the moment is just give me Thatcher versus, uh, I don't know his current name, but Biff Busick. Oh, um, only Lorcan. Yeah, just give me that for a year. Yes, I want to see those two beat the shit out of each other. Be amazing, be fucking awesome. Absolutely Don't give amazing. no gimmicks, no story. Just wrestle every week. <laughs> just give me something new every time. But what know? would Danny Birch do? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> so Alufa versus Brian Cage. QP dub. QP dub. I <laughs> uh, can't hear any of the commentary. It's absolutely terrible. Which is probably a good thing because I think the commentary is absolutely terrible. Sure. Uh, opinions of the arena because it's the first time we really see it. I liked it. Hmm. I think because a lot of their previous shows through looking through that docu-mercial and some of the other shots, they've done outdoor arenas. Okay. So I think, obviously, as we know, some of the wrestlers always say you lose a lot of the atmosphere if you've got an open-top stadium. Probably yeah, a sure. little bit cooler. Yeah, yeah. But Yeah, in this environment. But air conditioning as well. It looks very modern. Yeah. It looks like, it looks like a modern gym set up for pro wrestling, basically. Yeah, it... it there are some areas where you know that it's definitely a sports hawk. You've got the um, the uh, executive boxes at the top with like the glass plate window. Sure, glass plate window. Uh, I know what you mean. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Bad description, but, but but it looks like there's a couple of thousand in there, it, and it doesn't look empty. No, even from the start of the show, there might have been. I don't know if they had any pre-show matches because again, cage match didn't reveal these, and there's very little about this promotion. Yeah, it's difficult kicking to find around. Information. Yeah, sure. No, like even shoots or promos or anything really out there. No, they've got their stuff on their YouTube channel. But again, everything's like three, four thousand views and such. It's not like you know, massively publicised or anything. But I also wonder, as again, apologies for sounding very naive. I wonder how popular a YouTube streaming service in the Middle East is, or if it's even accessible. Don't know. Interesting. Really, no idea. So, um, Mr. H, who is managing Alufa, there we go. He looks like like one of these pimp baddie characters like the the super villain with the money who's going to have lots of henchmen kicking around therefore he's doing his job but a bit shit <laughs> yeah he, he's gone to h samuel yeah he's, yeah absolutely he's taken his wife to a nando's yeah, yeah i mean the first thing that immediately went through my head is like you look at this aloofa chap that's with him the big samoan yeah. guy and they refer to him as the wild samoan and i'm like where's bobby heenan when you need him? <laughs> yeah. you know aloofa is some shitty manager who we're talking about uh is brandishing a bottle of water who has no idea where the hard camera is <laughs> but he's also very much aware that maybe drinking the tap water may not be safe hence the bottle of water uh, fair enough i thought Qatar was like modernized and beautiful and i'm sure it will but you know who knows where um la smooth has come from <laughs> fair point uh so this guy is mr h cuts a promo and i'm not I'm not, not even sure what language it's in because the audio is that bad it could be in arabic but i'm not sure to be totally honest let's say arabic to help the story there we go great <laughs> it says something at the end like alufa as i've been telling you something something uh this guy has, has cleared out catering yeah probably <laughs> 
<laughs> this guy's cutting a promo in the ring, trying to set up Alufa as the heel. <laughs> I, I can't. I keep popping myself every time I say Alufa. <laughs> so I'm just imagining, you know, Alufa wrestling Brian Cage. Yeah. Just thinking Ric Flair in a broom, you know. <laughs> Al Snow, Moppy, Kenny and a kid. Sanyan, sorry. <laughs> Saturn, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, my God. So uh, they uh, I immediately realized they even imported the ref. Yeah. British ref, I think. Yeah. Not sure. Don't recognize him, but. I mean, you wouldn't be able to tell at the start of the match because the lights kept going on and off. And the house lights. Yeah. They seem to have lots of lighting issues. Yeah. They seem to clear it up. Um, never. Yeah. It's weird. It's hard to describe as well because it's almost a random. It's like they're going for kind of cool washy in and out zoomy effects and yeah. stuff with the light, but it just doesn't work at all. It's terrible. It, it's like they were trying to put, like sometimes they do on NXT, they put the house lights down, but they've just got a light on the ring. Like they're stuck in between. But whoever was in control of those lights, a case of, oh, no, oh, yeah. no, oh, no. Like, you know, they built the bit where at the end of the match. Yeah. And uh, they're just randomly doing it. You know what they're trying to get to, but it, it, they do it at the wrong time. <laughs> but <laughs> like, as Al Snow said, they do have the best production quality. Of course they do. But again, I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I jest, but for a relatively new company to actually, because I can't imagine they're importing their tech crew. To You'd do imagine it. not. You're going to have these guys who are probably like the same level of Brit rest. There's lots of cameras on tripods. Yeah. Not roaming cameras, you know. Think, feels professional uh, but not understanding what wrestling think is think early progress production values yeah even then they had roaming cameras and people using like a short f-stop so you get that real short like blurry focus thing that I, they I, did terribly i but, meant more on just like the layout and the setup sure and yeah, yeah so the, the glitches Very... you had at the earliest parts of running a, a promotion i think yeah. whilst we make fun of it i think if you saw a show now if it was in the same venue mm-hmm. they they especially with bischoff in control they'd sure. have a lot more um in place Oh, you'd like to think so, yeah. Roman cameras, shoulder rigs, stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Bischoff knows his deal when it comes to the production side, at least. He certainly doesn't know creative. He can't write a story for shit, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> but we'll see. So, uh, Brian Cage is in black and orange. We've got a copyright infringement case in our hands here, <laughs> <Yeah>. mate. Outrageous. <laughs> Both guys in the ring. Alufa is screaming into the microphone. Now his manager is chatting shit again. Uh, what the fuck is going on with the lighting as we talk about? Uh, the ropes are loose as my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, I think they've shot it in 10 frames per second because it looks like stop motion at times. No, that's how, that's their normal pace of work. <laughs> it's, oh, jeez, man. This Alufa. is bad. Very bad at points. So, uh, first shoulder block in the match. Cage's nose is immediately bleeding. I, I think he's done a line backstage. Jesus. <laughs> What's going on? But it feels like this Lufa guy is that unsafe that he's immediately shoulder barged Cage in the nose and busted him open on the first spot. Working smart? Working stiff in the wrong way. <laughs> Can you imagine you're in a match with the first dude you're wrestling against who's this experienced lad from ECW she gives you a shoulder block and you're like, boom, in the face. You'd be like, for fuck's sake, man. I mean, in fairness, you say experienced bloke from ECW. When I said, oh, that was LA Smooth from ECW, you yeah. went, who? Yeah, sure. But if he's got a pedigree, you know. I mean, was it Rick Transit? <laughs> <laughs> Who was the name of the chap that the oh, Dudley's destroyed? Mass Transit. Mass Transit, sorry. That was New Jack that yeah. destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Because he was, Mass Transit was tagging with, with Devon because yeah. Bubble wasn't there and that's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's good that they let unsafe people in the ring. Well, it's not ECW. Oh, very good point. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about anyway? Uh, so finally started to hear some of the commentary and I'm like, is that Shane Douglas? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's so bad. It's not great. Yeah. It's a real shame, as I continue to make myself one very unpopular person in the world of professional wrestling, 
Alex McCarthy, who did a lot of stuff for TalkSport, who's now got a radio show to talk wrestling. Actually, Wednesday nights at 6pm on TalkSport 2. Go and listen to him oh, if cool. you can tolerate the fact that guess who's managed to snivel and weasel their way onto that talk show? I'll give you a clue. He breaks everything he touches in British wrestling. Breaks everything he touches in British wrestling? Give him a promotion and he'll break it. Oh, Alex Shane. There we go! <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, he's on national radio talking about uh, wrestling with poor old Alex McCarthy. Uh, but he's a name. <sighs> so, holy shit. Cage goes to ram Alufa into the barrier. Whole barrier detaches <laughs> into the crowd. I'm but, like, oh, hello. That's a bit dangerous. They learned from JR at New Japan. <laughs> they fucking better. Yeah. <laughs> Best bump ever, by the way. Love that. That was just fucking great. So uh, Shane Douglas has a quote here. He says, the Samoan family all have martial arts backgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> He's done his research. <laughs> <sighs> so apparently Alufa's manager is called H, which I wish I'd injected before watching this shit. <laughs> Brian Cage does an F5 to a Lufa, which is quite a feat. He's a big boy, a big this lad, Lufa yeah. lad. He's like, what, 300 pounds? I'd say a lot more than that. Okay, fair enough. Th- so think, think Rikishi size, and he was yeah. 4, 4, 10, 420. Oh, wow. Was he that big? RVD. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if Chavo Guerrero is coming at like 220 or whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway, so uh, Brian Cage, F5 to a Lufa. Cage drags H over the top into the ring. The manager guy slams him around. Alufa grabs a step ladder no, out no, no. of fucking nowhere. As it was mentioned on commentary, the ring steps. <laughs> this is not the last time the step ladder comes into play. What a devastating piece of equipment. He um, taps it onto Brian Cage, I think is the best way to put it. Probably because he realised he was going to get his face kicked in for busting his <laughs> nose in the first shoulder barge. Ding, ding, ding. Laugh my ass off. The first match is winner by disqualification is Brian Cage. Let the beatdown commence. Oh, fucking hell. So honestly, uh, it was almost everything I love about Brit Ress. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but not cool indie Brit Ress or world of sport like proper wrestling. But, you know, the shit stuff <laughs> that I love so much. It, it's this, it was. It was heel versus face. Cheesy manager. Bullshit a finish. The crowd barely give a fuck the whole way through. <laughs> it's perfect. I could it's, be in a leisure centre in Sittingbourne right absolutely. now. Absolutely. It's all shoulder blocks and like, you know, I don't know, running the ropes and into the barrier walk and brawl. There's, there's no real wrestling here. It's just bollocks. Loved it. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, a loofer is smacking Brian Cage about with the step stool. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds funny. Uh, and some music plays. I'm like, wait, I know this music. Da, 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 da. And you're like, that's Sting's oh, the WCW. Olympics. <laughs> Sting's WCW music plays. Because uh, uh, as we all know, copyright doesn't exist in Qatar. Fucking A. Guess who comes out in full paint, full gear. Like, this is WCW Sting. Fake Sting. Crow Sting coming NWO out. NWO fake Sting. Wait, if he came out wearing a Sting mask and unveiled Sting underneath <laughs> the Sting yeah. mask, I would have popped so hard. Uh, so to stop this fat Samoan slapping about Brian Cage with a step saw in Qatar, there's got to be Sting. Like, what the fuck, man? I mean, he. this was after he'd collapsed and retired in, in WWE at Night of Champions. Cause that was been- it really? That would have been 2015. I guess so. This is 2017. So, so it's two years after that. So Sting is still working. 
I was putting it in the context of TNA Sting for some reason, but it's not at all, no, is it? No, this, this is, is much Hall- later. This would be Hall of Fame retired so he's probably WWE that's Sting. That's why yeah. there's no involvement at all. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's got in the full gear, you know, which is kind of unusual for a retired dude, isn't it? Hi, John Terry. <laughs> full kit wanker. John Terry. Oh, okay. Yeah, fine, fine. <laughs> I was thinking wrestling and I'm like, hang on. But like, you know the thing about Liger? He doesn't come out in the full gear anymore yeah. because he's not Liger. He's retired. He's not a professional yeah. wrestler. But Sting's like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> Paint, jacket, full gear, you know. But Mr. Ali, when he booked him, probably said, no, I want the full Sting I, I experience. Sting, yeah. How much do you think he got paid? Oh, fudge load of money. How much? Th- to fly Sting out to Qatar? Well, there would have been first class or above, definitely, Absolutely. for a long haul flight. So what's that? A couple of grand, probably? A couple of grand for that, plus accommodation, which everyone seemed to be put up. The fact they run shows in the nice. sedan yeah, yeah, is sure. my favourite part of this promotion. But for, no, S- for Sting to walk out from the back, get into the ring, not even confront Alufa, <laughs> <laughs> but just to cut a promo saying "Salam alaikum" a few times, and then be like, "It's showtime," and then just walk to the back and go "Woo!" once. I, Fifty I, grand, five hundred grand. I'm gonna go because of all the tr- expense. I'm gonna say twenty grand. It's at least, isn't it? You would have thought Sting wouldn't even bother to come out for 20 grand, though. I don't know. Free trip to Doha. Because you can imagine if QPW really takes off, think of the money that'll be in there. That's our TNA whole approach of Rinker King. Sure, yeah. If that took off on their TV. Licensing, opportunities, things like that. I understand. Budweiser sponsorship. Mm. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so copyright doesn't exist, blah, blah, blah. Run, Alufa, run! (laughs) (laughs) Just something to say. It's a man with a baseball bat. Yeah, so uh, let's just move on. Fuck it. So, uh, is Steve Linsky in the zebra stripes? What the fuck? So Ridiculous. uh, British referee. Big chubby guy. Back in the day, if you ever saw, like, you know, all the stuff's on the wrestling channel and... I'm trying to think of promotions. Most, most recently, he was the ring announcer for World of Sport when it was on ITV in the UK. He was, yeah. Also, um, didn't leave one of my female friends alone once he got a motorbike number for a while. <laughs> to throw that out there. Age? Uh, appropriate. Fine. Just about. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember her coming to on me. On this at- podcast, throwing in such potential yeah. shade, as the kids call it. We were with a group of about seven or eight different people at a show in Sittingbourne, so you know which promotion it is. Yep. Uh, Mr. Linsky's come Hang back on. as referee. That promotion has a bad <laughs> reputation. <laughs> Hang on, no. No, I won't hear of this. <laughs> um, oh my IPW, God. you don't believe it. <laughs> It's revolutionary, mate. <laughs> and yeah, she's immediately like, oh, God, that's Steve Linsky, isn't it? And I'm like, yeah. It's like legendary British ref. And she's like, oh, yeah, he had my phone number once. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, I can't blame a dude for trying, you know what I mean? But apparently he was a bit too... Trying. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's just move on. Hey, I think before the hashtag me too debacle, we would be now saying, don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> Wasn't that Booker T's gimmick? <laughs> Can you dig that sucker? No, no, don't oh. hate the player, hate the game. Back in the Harlem Heat, he used to say that all the time. I, I'm going to steer very clearly of any promos that happened with Harlem Heat, just in case. <laughs> Coming for you! 
Hogan, Torito. <laughs> anyway, so our next up is our QPW tag team title match to crown the first ever tag team champions. And as we got to earlier, how did Richard Parr describe this match? Uh, did I write it down? He basically said, uh, this is the first time ever we're going to... It's the first time ever that they're going to have the finals of the tournament for the tag team. He doesn't say we're going to crown our champions for the first time ever, but, you know. Yeah. And maybe they called an audible backstage going, this is the finals of the tag team champions, and then we'll have the championship game. (laughs) So we have Al Snow and Apollo Not Cruz. (laughs) Apollo off of TNA fame, who we saw on the first ever live pay-per-view for TNA. Did we? Apollo with one L. Was he one of the Elvises? No. No, he was just Apollo. He was a big beastie boy. Cool. Shows how much I pay attention. Uh, versus Demolition Davies. Read that, what I wrote about St- Demolition Davies. Oh, <laughs> Strangler Davies has gone. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael Kovac, I want to say. Kovac, yep. Okay. He's uh, the Bayern Munich's uh, brother, manager's brother, <laughs> Nico Kovac. Oh, bit over my head but oh, okay. I'm, I'm there i'm there don't worry this is that's the one for our, our german football friends <laughs> our german fans who listen which there to might be one of you never know to be fair like we've sold a lot of t-shirts in the last couple yeah. of weeks in, in all seriousness um if you're from germany or if you listen to this uh podcast from outside of the uk let us know just send us a tweet at world of rest pod uh let us know if you've got a local promotion as well in your country yeah. um that you can't um that you would like us to cover and while you're at it as rich uh, so thank you so much if you have bought a t-shirt you transferred me some money from t-shirt sales i did yeah it's insane fun. finally this podcast the wealth. is profitable <laughs> the wealth <laughs> profitable nah not yet if you take out our <laughs> hourly wage <laughs> With the cost of all the gear and, you know, traveling to shows and stuff. But, but if you would like to support the show, if you like what we do, the best way to do it is by buying a t-shirt through amazon.co.uk. Just search for World Wrestling Podcast. £15 all in. It's delivered to your door and you can wear it with pride. And if you do buy a t-shirt, send us a picture. We'll put it up on our Twitter. I'll put it up on our Facebook. Cool. Quick one. I-, I keep thinking about putting the price up to 20 quid so they get free postage. Because currently you have to pay 15 quid and then pay the postage. How much is the postage? I don't know. I think it's about five. Ah, uh, well, no, because if you did like I did when I bought my own version of this T-shirt from Amazon, I'm on Prime. See, that's the thing. Most people are nowadays. That's why I put it at 15. Yeah. And I was like, it's just, just in that price bracket where it's like comfortably affordable for everyone, which I yeah. want. I want everything to be as cheap as yeah. ve- feasible for everyone, you know, that we make a, an okay amount of money, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. So Al Snow. Did I mention I'm buying a house purely because we got this t-shirt money in now? <laughs> so um the screen goes black for about ten seconds. Literally just the, the whole screen on YouTube oh, just yeah. goes black and they're like, ah, don't worry about it. Sting's here. Oh wait. <laughs> so what does everybody want? Not to sit through an Al Snow match. <laughs> Snow and Apollo turn their backs to the hard cam, raise their hands once they're in the ring. I'm not doing We are the nation things. of domination. Not again, not another show. Uh, but why do they turn away from the hard cam? You know how Al Snow is the most critical pro wrestling dude ever? Yeah. His interviews and stuff. And I'm just like, do a shoot interview about that, you dickhead. Like, seriously, wow. what the fuck? You immediately turn your back to the hard cam to start the fucking show immediately getting it wrong i hate al snow i'm just throwing it out there i was gonna say it's been a a massive piece of shit i'm really glad we found finally found someone who is the equivalent of chavo to you spot monkey never got over never had a reasonable gimmick apart from he had a mannequin head that was given to him as far as i'm aware by hey him and steve blackman's tag team of head cheese gave me nothing shittest shittest most shit thing shit ever 
Like he had a few funny little gimmicks and stuff, but he, you know, he gives like speeches about, oh, he goes to class and like, what's my finish? And they're like, oh, you do the snowplow. And he's like, that's not a finish. That's not how I finish my matches. It's like, well, that's what you're asking them, dickhead. You I know mean, what I mean? What was the finish in the match where you had loads of dogs outside the ring shitting what, all over the What's the finish floor? to this match? That's the fucking snowplow. <laughs> I'm like, it is your fucking finish, you cunt. That's <laughs> Jesus. Like, Jesus Christ. It's, uh, I'm sorry, I watched a couple of his shoot interviews. It just made me angry. Like, he, he's one of these people that's like, this is how pro wrestling has to be done. And I'm like, it's a performance art, you prick. One would imagine that Al Snow is the most experienced member of this this quartet. Yeah, would be in charge of the match. And my own, genuinely, my only note for this match was very little to write home about here, other than Al Snow has booked himself to be a tag champ. Yeah, absolutely, it's utter shit. That, <laughs> we we are not doing you an injustice by not covering the match because all that happened was nothing other yeah. than a shitty snowplow, and that was it. Yeah, sure. So you're. <sighs> Any, oh, yeah, really is, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm looking through my notes going, Apollo gets a, a, a mild tag, Fatty McFuckface. I mean, Demolition Davies will not bump. <laughs> Sorry, but it's true. That's his offence that he's on. Relate. No, I won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Out of fucking nowhere, Al Snow hits the snowplow, uh, which I heard him give a long moaning speech about how it wasn't his finish to get the one, two, three, and your first ever Qatar Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champions. Uh, Al Snow and Apollo, not Cruz. Uh, that was generic, is what I put. Yeah. Absolute bugger all to write. Fill a match. Yep. For the old tag team championship. The first ever tag champions are Al Snow and Apollo, not Cruz. At this stage in 2017, if they're throwing the money around, they should have just said, okay, Bucks, will you come over and do this? Mate, I know I'm almost not- anyone <clears throat> apart from Al Snow. I know I'm not a fan of the Young Bucks, but if you can imagine them going to Qatar. They take it, sure. And also, they probably wouldn't have charged as much money as Al Snow. Oh, I, was, well, I don't know. I suppose 2017, they were still doing their Hot Topic Bullet Club thing, so they got a fair They, they were signed to ROH cash. at the time, so that's, that's trouble. You know, it's difficult to get out of there. <laughs> they had the relationship with New Japan and oh, things suppose, like that, yeah. so it's like it's difficult to get, you know. Hmm. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, so flashback time with Alberto Del River. Um, <laughs> thank you, that was good. So Del Rio uh, challenged the champ to a match or something. Like, yeah, so right, basically they were, they were a show... Uh, Don't try and give this levity. <laughs> no, they were a show in Europe, so they're, they're viewing for the grand... The, well, not the grand championship, the championship between Chris Raber... Yeah, and the current champion who's held the title for four years, because Hogan's fucking booking this, and um, four uh, years, four years. It's been a company been around four years. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. They started in 2013. Really? Yeah. Oh wow, I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. But um, Alberto El Patron was saying that um, this guy from Austria is his best mate. That hotbed of wrestling, Austria. Yeah. 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 You know, didn't Cesaro play rugby there? Oh no, Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, the backstory is they to preview our main event <gasps> is that Alberto El also Patron, a Bond villain, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on. challenged uh, Mr. Raber to a championship yeah. match after watching him successfully defeat his title somewhere in Europe, <laughs> which eluded me. <laughs> they don't give you many details, do they? I like that Alberto. I mean, they must have again paid Del Rio. He's like, do you guys want to go and defend this title somewhere in Europe? Great. How much are we paying Del Rio to come out and set this up? Hmm. Sorry, apparently, Patron. apparently uh, he no-showed the show before this as well, Del Rio. Yeah, he's probably too busy beating up Paige. Yeah, yeah fucking A. So, uh, copyright doesn't exist in Qatar. Uh, <laughs> Hello, <I> Carly. <laughs> <laughs> I spit in the face of people that don't want to be cool. 
it's the best music ever. It's great. I love how Carlito, ever since leaving WWE, did this going, I'm just going to get massive. <laughs> he just, does just gonna anything get, he wants to. Yeah, I'm just going to lift weights and get massive. His Hall of Fame speech <laughs> was the best thing ever. He gave no fucks. He put himself over for like 10 minutes. It was so good. Anyway, so we've got a four-way match of Carlito versus Rey Mysteriously from Birmingham. Uh, Rey Mysterio Jr. Uh, versus Actually, Rey Mysterio Jr. for this show, not just Rey Mysterio. Ah, interesting. He became young again. <laughs> good stuff. Versus Mil Moretes and PJ Black. Formerly oh, Justin Gabriel. There you go. So Mil Moretes is like, fuck your step stool. <laughs> <laughs> As he gets towards the ring. I pop so hard for it. I just picks it up and throws it to the side. like, what the fuck is this? What was nice in this... As you know, who's that jumping out the sky? Well, everyone in Qatar knew who Ray, Ray was because they just chanted 619, sure. which I believe is a police code for someone drinking alcohol. Is that actually? No idea. Oh, okay. Making an inappropriate joke. Okay. Do you know what it actually is? No. It's the area code for where he lives in San Diego. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about in the, the dialing number oh, in Qatar. Oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yes. It's actually for the Federal Reserve. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a bit out of here at the moment, but yes. <laughs> I got the joke. Sorry, man. Well, I think you, I think you're very polite referring to it as a joke. <laughs> uh, I'm genuinely interested how Rey Mysterio ended up doing this show. Wasn't he wrestling for Five Star? <laughs> well, yeah. Um, was it GMWL or AAA? It was it's been AAA because uh, I was going to say he killed thing, but he didn't kill him. He was in the ring and he died. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't realize he was had already passed and did the six one nine on him, didn't he? I don't know about that. Yeah, because that, that, that's... What? I haven't seen it because I can't bring myself... I was uh, quite a fan, so... Yeah. Leader of the Perth Damal. I can't think of his name. It's driving me crazy. No. Anyway. Um, so, I mean, he probably... That was after... That was 2016? I think so. So, it's after that. So, Ray's not signed to WWF. He's probably signed in Mexico still. Ray's only signed... Resigned with WWE in 2019. Yeah, so sure. he came back at the Rumble yeah. last year. He's been better than he's ever looked. He's outstanding. Really good. Man. I, it feels I, like he's got his life back on track and such. Yeah. You know? I think injuries are a real problem for him. Yeah, he needed the, the time away, not working the schedule. Sure. So, yeah, doing stuff like this, basically. Yeah. And Mil Muertes, uh, from enjoying his work in Lucha Underground okay. as the main baddie. He's one of my favorites. I love this style of wrestler. Yeah. Fat Mexican luchas that do not fly <laughs> or do any spots. That's why I, 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 I missed out on um, El Hijo... The ice creams, ring gear. Oh, okay. Do you want to tell that story now? Or? We'll save it for the end if we remember. All right, okay, okay. So the delays between music playing, video screen playing, and the actual wrestling making their entrance are probably about 30 seconds every single time. Did you notice during the ring entrances, and this is the first time I noticed this, and it was started with Carlito's entrance, he was allowed to go and like hand slap the fans, and as soon as he walked past, there was a guy behind him pushing everyone back into the stands. Yeah, that did At stage, I was like, ooh. Yeah, he's wearing uh, Jordan gear. Yeah. And so it's like, it's obviously a local, maybe uh, an arena manager or something like that. But he's basically just hopping around the arena the whole time. There's maybe like 30 people in the aisleway for the most yeah. of the show. So, you know, with those, uh, the Saudi shows, WWE, those guys in, um, what do they call it? Like the sheet gear? Yeah. I can't I don't know how to describe it, but like the white long in the co- coats and the... the <laughs> I'm trying not to be culturally inappropriate. <laughs> but basically, the gear that you expect them to wear, and there's lots of people wearing that sort of stuff yeah. around, but then they're just standing in the aisleway completely aimlessly. Well, similar to Progress, they outsold the number of tickets in the yellow section, so we're around to fucking stand. <laughs> 
Okay, yep, cool. Good stuff. They were very expensive tickets, and I'm very old. So, Ray is super over. 619 chance all around. Sorry, Booyaka. It's only uh, three times haven't we progressed. <laughs> We've had to stand eventually anyway. So, Ray is winning this bank on it immediately. It's like, there's no one else in this match apart from Moertes, maybe, but Ray is Ray Mysterious, yeah. for fuck's sake. I mean, basically, what started Ray Mysteriously, this for- sorry. <laughs> God. This four-way match was starting like, oh, we put PJ Black. Brilliant. And then all of a sudden, the real wrestlers came. Yeah, it does feel like that, doesn't it? Because I, I, I don't hate him. He's got a good backstory, at least. Yeah. I like the fact as well, though, clearly it was a case of, right, we're all going to work together, and you're here. Yeah. It totally. very much looked like he was being excluded from quite a lot of this match. Feels like it, doesn't it? So, Moertes jumps Ray, and off we go. So, Moertes is a strong, hard boy. <laughs> <laughs> and the others are content to do as little as possible. Can you blame them, really? Why would they? They've earned their money. Sure. So double flat liner by Moertes as Carlito gives him a lung blower. That's a pretty cool spot. Yeah, nice. One or two kind of like fun spots here, but not really. Everyone gets a 619. The finish. Oh, the finish. Carlito does the apple spit, but Ray ducks. The apple spits blinds the referee. Apples blind. <laughs> well, hang on. If it was like a Granny Smith and really sour, <laughs> there is a way this could happen. Uh, Ray goes for the code red. Carlito reverses. By sitting on Ray Ray's head. Yoko oh style. Oh, Lord. Ow. He just sat on his fucking head. Yeah. Could have yeah. broken his neck, man. It looks so painful. Yoko style. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The botch is just... So Ray reverses, having his head sat on. Hits a shitty looking half of a code red for the one, two, three. And the winner. Via Viva de Rosa. <laughs> it's Ray Mysteriously. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I just... I... This match was on the card? It was a match. I like Moertes because he's funny. Moertes and Carlito um, lung blower spot was very nice. <laughs> yeah, that's sure. very good. I'd li- if I was a wrestler, I'd work like Moertes. Come out with a cool mask, pretty cool music, get in the ring. Fuck off ring steps. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Ray won't be able to get in the ring now. I've knocked him over. <laughs> you get in the ring as people flip around you and you clothesline them when you get bored. And then you watch other people do the finish. <laughs> She could have have a cup of tea. <laughs> I would love Moertes just sitting and going, no, mate, breakfast tea. Come on. Can I have an orange juice and a cup of slides, please? <laughs> oh, is that a pan au chocolat? <laughs> it's Mil Moertes downs a nice bit of a continental patisserie. It's every match I've ever seen with him in. There's at least one other person to take the fall for him. It's fucking genius. His stuff with Penta in Lucha Underground was very good, though. I've watched bits and bobs. Yeah. Was it really good? I enjoyed it. Okay, wasn't Penta like super dangerous in Lucha Underground? Penta's super dangerous now. Well, he's got a bit safer in his older age, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> so he's only done one flip pile driver off the ladder. I'd love to do a Lucha Underground show. I think we should add it, tag it on at the end for yeah, one of our things. There's lots to talk about with that show. Yeah. It's, it's on the agenda, definitely. Yeah. So um, this uh, shitty Kovac guy from that tag match earlier is now back. Uh, we didn't really talk about the two guys in the match, but there's a really big fat dude and then a really talentless personality lacking Kovac guy which is this chap Kovac seems to be quite popular with QPW because he's on every single show oh, really? so okay. I assume he works cheap uh, yeah probably a reliable sort of chap but it's, it's nothing trying to, to sell De- Del Rio isn't reliable <laughs> is there nothing better than a reliable pro wrestler when you're trying to like organise a promotion yeah it's the, 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 the key yeah because they turn up and they do what the fuck they're told to do you know now at this stage in most wrestling cards you'd be expecting the women's match oh 
I'm speechless. Yeah, brilliant. Although, in fairness, again, to WWE. <laughs> this guy comes to cut a promo and you're ripping off them about the women. This is great. Yeah, sure. Well, in fairness, they, they are getting more. They're not real wrestlers anyway. Fuck. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. How dare you say that? The Bellas are both pregnant. They can't be in the ring. Oh, for fuck's sake. I assume yeah. both are Rusev's. I assume Daniel Bryan's got really lucky. <laughs> Trick shot. <laughs> I'm implying he did a trick shot to get both of them into the sack at the same time, but who knows? Let's move on. So Kovac guy is cutting some bullshit promo. Um, Jason Anderson, the commissioner of QPW is here. Uh, Baldy bloke in a light yellow t-shirt and car keys. I mean, Jim Anderson's son from Gladiators fame. (laughs) John Anderson. Oh, shit. (laughs) Is it Jason Anderson? Is that his name? Uh, that's what I put down. Okay, good stuff. So talk, 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 blah, blah, blah. They set up Kovac versus Ali and Nami down the road. Some local MMA guy. No, don't care. So the audio in my ears, the, there's massive audio distortion here. It just kind of goes like, which is just fucking horrible. Sorry for headphone listeners that have to listen to that. That was probably terrible. Probably should give him a warning. Yeah. So no, I did realize as well, I was just gulping my drink into the microphone. So again, apologies for that. <laughs> gives a fuck it's, it's capturing reality there we go so <laughs> there's the tagline world wrestling podcast will we capture reality and alienate so alienate ourselves and going to any promotion <laughs> oh god we like shikara uh oh, we loved shikara that was really good we, to be fair we find a lot of positives about pro wrestling yeah we just do a lot of shit shows but let's see if this one turns good i with the last one the nwa one i was hoping it was going to be really good it's just uh, Skywalk match though. Sorry, the Skywalker match. That was, was excellent. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we've got to talk about Luger selling. That was fun. Anyway, so um And fictional. Yeah. So Kovac charges at this alley bloke, the MMA guy. Ali gives him a devastating hip toss. <laughs> Next up <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, what a spot. QPW's King of the Ladders four way ladder match. <laughs> I would love this had this been defended without a ladder. <laughs> That's what I was hoping. <laughs> so, I mean, you say that, it kind of is defended without a ladder because these aren't really ladders. My note about this is these ladders look ropey as hell. Because <laughs> basically, they than... might as well be made of rope. <laughs> they're shorter than Johnny Storm is. <laughs> so you can tell. Very small. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Imagine oh, you're in like, know. if you have kids and you're in a playground, or yeah. for some reason you're in a playground for anything else, Steve Linsky. Allegedly. Wait, wait, no, no, no. <laughs> She's of age. Let's say oh, Edna or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, let's take that back. All right. So if you're in a playground, if you've got kids or you're Daniel Edna. Yeah, or Lola or, you know, <laughs> 10 other wrestlers <laughs> we can probably name. How or, the kids? or Demolition Davis. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Strangler Davis. That's the wrong one. <laughs> There's so many nonsense in pro wrestling, it's difficult to not get confused. Um, but oh, we're horrible people. We really are. Think what? of the little steps to climb up onto a climbing frame and they're slightly bigger than the ladders in these matches <laughs> yeah sure but i also assume oh. therefore there's not like um a home base or a b&q to go and get them like all other brit rest companies does <sighs> you oh, can only the ever paint ha- the table is the, is the way yeah. forward you can <laughs> sure. only ever book like a tlc match if your venue is very close to a and q or a home base purely because someone's gonna go well hang on where's the ladders yeah fucking a so we've got right so let's do it in reverse order this time we've got johnny moss i fucking love johnny moss Yep. NXT trainer Johnny Moss. Yep. Yep. Legend, man. All right. Matt Cross. M Dog M Dog. Yeah. Fucking backyard legend. Indie stalwart of the indie Son scene. Son of Havoc. Absolutely, man. Love Important it. human being. Yep. Like, 
revolutionized pro wrestling in terms of like athletics and stuff shouldn't have had the raw deal he got in tough enough he could have done a lot of good things for wwe before steve austin kicked him out fucking a totally agree your mate johnny storm i mean if you listen to the pod you know how tax feels about johnny storm because he was mean to him when he was a kid hey and also he (laughs) sold he sold two tones little boy a t-shirt with a hole in it and then wouldn't come back out to change it at the last ipw show what a scumbag basically no way two tones kid was looking at merch and johnny storm pushed his shirt on him which was too big for him anyway so two tone so his kid like bought it because yeah, sure. was pushing it on him yeah, yeah. and he assured two time that he really wanted the shirt david riches did that to me as a kid so yeah. don't worry we've <laughs> been there yeah, yeah and um and then when they went to put it on after the interval he was like hang on it's got a hole in it and then johnny storm wouldn't come back out that, that's low that's bad man i mean who's bought the fat kid <laughs> <laughs> that was part of your uh wow jesus christ your super quiz cup story wasn't yeah. it yeah for our true three kid yeah uh, i wasn't sure whether it was a lie or true but that bit's true then yep wow what a dick so there's a great thing in that that not documentary thing for qpw where they got the shot of everyone getting off the big bus they've come in right so everyone gets off there's stinger and brian Cage, not stinger <laughs> brodus clay but yeah <laughs> all these wrestlers and they're just in their street clothes they're just getting off they grab their bags they walk through johnny storm gets off the bus goes yeah <laughs> does this big w yeah. sticks his tongue out i'm like fucking hell mate come on in fairness though looks for the cameras yeah sensible no, boy i know but this is not the time it's great that uh, he's having a real renaissance to his career <laughs> The fourth person rounding off this amazing quad of people is uh, Caprice Coleman, who's the current champion. I don't understand what anyone has ever seen in Caprice Coleman. The last time we saw him, he was interviewing, well, not interviewing people (laughs) for the NWA. It was on the Crockett Cup. Yeah, where he would be there to do, to capture people walking to the back to do their interviews. But the people would just walk past him. They'd cut to him and he'd be like, um... I'm here by myself. <laughs> Dude, it was just terrible. I lost my championship two years in Qatar and then I haven't been able to <laughs> wrestle since. Fuck, you know, I mean, he's wrestled for uh, ROH a bit. I've seen I've seen him do commentary for ROH and he's just it's a void of personality. He really is. He didn't impress me much in this uh, King of the Ladders match. Yeah. Where you have to it's get a champ. ladder and hang it on a hook. Oh no, that's King of the Mountain. <laughs> That would be better. You have to hang the ladder up on the thing. But you're not allowed to use the ladder. You've just got to use the belt the skill- to climb up on the belt to hang the ladder on the <laughs> The skill is actually balancing the ladder. Yeah. You know, not whether you can do it or not. Anyway, so Johnny Storm makes his entrance and yeah. he's taller than the ladder set up at ringside, as I've said. Uh, so uh, this is King of the Stepstools Championship is what I'm calling Some- it. Someone if you had like uh, around this time, they booked someone like Matt Morgan who could have just reached up and gone, I've got the belt. That would be amazing. Holy shit. Oh, that, that's that's funny. Someone should do that. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, so uh, I'm trying to think of scenarios where it could work. Like you could do it like with the um, like smaller promotions and such that don't have the tour arenas. Yeah. Anyway, so um, this Jimmy Bob Anderson commissioner bloke is back out to hang the strap up, and we randomly cut to Johnny Storm promo. Apparently shot in 1987. Because <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> the quality of this promo is standard. Whew. It's like shot on a flip phone, man. It's terrible. I can see to me to say flip phone that's still the phone he uses to this day <laughs> so fucking hell the caliber of promos from storm and coleman here are so so bad uh, lots of when i come to the middle east i'll be the champion great 
can't give us anything else beyond that. Like, what? I just... So M-Dog and Storm do their indie Rana standoff bullshit and literally no one gives a fuck. Because they're just like, hey, they're doing like gymnastics. That's because the fans in Doha are educated wrestling fans. (laughs) But it's so funny when you put this this spot in front of people that don't know what this spot is. Yeah. And they're just like, why are they working together? Like you can see the people in the crowd going, they're standing still, talking to each other, doing something that doesn't hurt. And then doing another bit that doesn't hurt. Chris Masters made the very good point about this again, this uh, docu-mercial. Okay. When he was saying, the, the great thing about the fans when we come to these QPW shows is where they've not been overexposed to wrestling. Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. You can do the most simple things and they eat it up and they react to it. Sure. He said, you don't need to go over the top or overboard to get a reaction. But this go show, they went completely the other way yeah. and did indie-rific stuff. And as you said, the fans were just a case of, what? Yeah, in the opening match, when Alufa shoulder tackled Brian Cage, like, oh my god, he's not the big man down. Sure, yeah, yeah. It, it just doesn't feel right here. You can see what they're aiming for. Yeah, they're like, oh, I work with like early ROH, pop the crowd, do these things. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, it's just it's it's not great. It's not good at all. And it's just they. Um, this sounds brutal. Um, M Dog's pretty fast still. Johnny's lost a step. A little bit. Yeah. Let let's me also say this though. I do think Johnny Storm is very, very technically gifted and is one of the best. I just think that anytime you have a run in when you're young, you're gonna have beef with someone. Not like the lovely professional that is Doug Williams. He's he's the Don. The who is Don-ing. wrestling yeah. John Gresham. I saw. He's also wrestled in Japan a few times recently too. But well, it's fine. But again, as he said recently, he on was his wrestling Twitter, in Kurokan the same day as the fucking <laughs> yeah. Tokyo Dome was run by yeah. New Japan. But in fairness to Doug Williams, he said, "I've retired in the UK, and I'm only going to wrestle if the companies I'm contracted to tell me I have to wrestle." Fair point. Yeah. And they don't respect my retirement. So essentially, Noah go no. Yeah, sure. So, um, classic example of what I hate about pro wrestling in this match. Uh, four, uh, Johnny Storm. <laughs> four talented Alex guys <laughs> running through their list of spots. Assumption being, give them ladders, that'll be great, right? And it's like, no, it has no purpose at all. No narrative, some meaningless championship. Is Moss the heel? Three other guys' faces? Why should I give a fuck? It's spots for spots' sake. Commentary trying to get over that, well, Johnny Moss can't keep up with the speed of these guys. He's Johnny Moss, of course he can. Yeah. He's insanely good. You know, he's fast as fuck for a big man. The best person in this match, hands down, Johnny. Oh, Moss. absolutely, yeah. He's he's just really good. He always was, yeah. always has been. You know, you can see why he's training because he's jacked. Yeah. So he's like, I'm not going to take any bullshit. You're going to work out like motherfucker. But he also knows how to work, and he's the only person doing anything in this match to be a heel. You know. Do you think the concept of this ladder match championship is a something that they thought would make them stand out as a promotion? Do you think that where WWE always have this money in the bank and they see that ladder matches are very sought after and they think maybe their fans, if they watch the Western stuff, they'll go, crikey, that's the sort of stuff we want to have as our spot fest on our show. Sure. Because our ropes are really, really loose and no one can do anything off the ropes. (laughs) It feels as simple as that, as in someone's gone for something, what can we do that's unique? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Let's get us excited, ring, that'll be great. (laughs) Sorry. Um, it only works in Mexico, like <laughs> like copyright infringement, or, or like you know Tennessee, whatever wherever TNA's from. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Triple A works perfectly because yeah. there's plenty of angles for Murder Clown to catch people with. Fucking A, more space room to catch people. Yeah, exactly. The important stuff. All the um, working the angles. I think it's as simple as uh, Mr. Ali or whoever's in charge 
has gone, oh, that was a good ladder match. We should do that every time. And someone's going, ah, Al Snow probably. Wait, let's do a championship of it. Why not? What's the finish? Will I get the belt off the hook? No, that's not a finish. Yeah, exactly. Fucking A. Use this snowplow. Um, it's, it's, I know you agree with me. I know 90% of people that agree with me with this. Uh, ladder matches are the, the climax of a feud. Yeah. They're not week in, week out championship bullshit. No. You know what I mean? Which is what this is. The, I like a ladder match for the sake of having something worth it and there will nothing nothing will ever be better than sean razor from a ladder match um yeah i, w- I would put for, from a narrative standpoint in, in the same way i'd put rock triple h SummerSlam 98 99 Ooh, that's, that's, that's okay like an, um, that's, that's a very good underrated one yeah really underrated one of my favorite matches of all time i mean i think TL, it's either tlc three or five with a tag team who apparently can't be mentioned on wwtv anymore because it was jericho and another person called chris Okay, yep. Um, and that was another TLC match where the Jericho at the top of the ladder put someone in the walls over the top of it. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I that looked that. really good. And that was a very really cool. good TLC, but that was just on a SmackDown. Sure, sure. So well, they did it occasionally, you know. I, I agree with you that ladder matches are for the end or part of an annual storyline thing to get it in. So sure. if, you've got, if you've got a briefcase to then have for a future storyline, that's fine. But for a week-in, week-out jobby, not for me. So Johnny Storm is a very experienced, very talented professional wrestler. Agreed. Okay. He's meant to be a face here, evidently. He's doing face stuff the whole way through the match. He comes out as a face, he slaps hands, does his poses, yep. okay? So there's a spot where basically he slams a ladder into Coleman's dick. I think it's Coleman or is it M-Dog? Whatever. I think it was Coleman. And then Storm proceeds to grab his own dick and mock the guy who he just low-blowed. I'm like... Are you a face? Are you a heel? I mean, in fairness, it's funny when people get hit in the nuts. <laughs> so you laugh at them. It doesn't matter if you're a heel or a face. Literally, no one is laughing in the crowd. They're sticking at going, what? Because <laughs> they're confused about his performance. Why is this man holding his willy? Exactly. It, it's, it's, it just comes across like a, a dick. <laughs> one would suggest it was a dick move. <laughs> Again, so no purpose. Uh, they're just burying this guy for selling his own low blow and you're like god damn it johnny storm like what the fuck anyway so i was enjoying the show until this match came along to be totally honest it was fun pantomime ridiculous but this match came along and it was all like shitty high spots and painfully slow climbing up the ladder you're like well if you can run and do all these runners and jump off shit and then when you get to the ladder you're like oh no i have a cripple i can only move one foot every millimeter every hour you know it's like for fuck's sake boys i know you're supposed to be building in anticipation with it but i would always be if i'm ever ever in a ladder match unlikely to ever happen based on my current medical conditioning right but i'd just be a case of climb 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 yeah if your opponent's not fast enough to get there to stop you it's their fucking fault yeah if i'm if i'm saying i'm knackered Sure. Probably from doing loads of flippy shit that I'm known to do. Absolutely. <laughs> your soon to be, what is it? Uh, your 450 off the top by standing on the bottom rope as you do it. <laughs> should, <laughs> forward rollers. <laughs> should, be, should be noticed that I will be at SCPW's Light the Fuse on uh, this coming Sunday, 9th of February at Hawkins Community Centre. Five pounds tickets, make sure you get it. Um, Tex Williams will be there. And just as I posted on Facebook earlier on the... Uh, at the Tex Williams Twitter and Facebook page, I've got new streamers. And guess what? Ooh. Recently imported from Germany, another barrel load of those really loud, explosive, bloody confetti cannons. Cool. Uh, I should be there. be embarrassing if I don't 
get booked to use them because I'll just be firing confetti from commentary. <laughs> I mean, we could have a good time, though. Yeah. That would be fun. So, uh, blah, blah, let's get to the finish of this match. So, um, oh, thank yeah. God. They're doing all these crazy high spots, specifically M-Dog and Storm, but then they do the painfully climbing up the ladder like it's yeah. know, terrible. Uh, well, in fairness, comes- you wouldn't climb fast up those shit little stepladders because they were rickety as hell. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. You watched this as much as I did. It was bad. I'm trying to find a positive justification for the slow climbing up a tiny ladder. There's one bit where both dudes, like Storm and M-Dog, do the whole Irish whip spot Yeah, where they're sprinting and they get to the ladder. They both stop and go, oh no, one step at a time. I'm like... Fuck me. The N64 controllers that they had plugged in that one was twizzling the center <laughs> stick going, fast enough. Literally. They like, weren't bashing A fast enough, you know. What you need to do there is like press, 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 auto fire. <laughs> Up that ladder you'd climb. <laughs> cheat, cheat controllers. Yep. So the finish comes when the ladder collapses under the muscle mass of Johnny Moss. Storm and M-Dog get lined out to the outside. Coleman has the win in the bag until Moss low blows Coleman. Another dick shot. Absolutely. Moss climbs the more sturdy of the ladders and wins. Great, it's over. Thank fuck for that. So many dick spots. Is Russo involved at this stage? It felt a little bit like that in that match specifically. There's still an hour to go. This was not of our podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Don't worry. No. There's two matches left. Still an hour to go. Yeah. This, this whole show was like two and a bit hours. Yeah. But at this point, it felt more like four or five. That the, match was terrible. This match was awful. And at this stage as well, I was watching this in the office, so there was no one else in. So I had my headphones in whilst working away at January tax deadline. Of course you were. Because yeah. obviously everyone loves it when their professional <laughs> tax accountant is watching um, Qatari wrestling whilst preparing their tax return. Cool. Awful. Yeah, not great. So next up, our QPW Middle Eastern Championship match. The IC belt, basically. Uh, with Johnny Mundo, Nitro, whatever you want to call him. Morrison. Uh, that's what he's called now in the Fed, isn't he? Back to being Johnny Morrison. John okay. Morrison. Thank God he's finally settled on a name. It's Johnny Impact. Jesus Johnny Christ. Blaze. Versus Cody Rhodes. Don't, well, Cody, don't call him Rhodes. Well, yeah. Oh, no, he was Cody Rhodes here, wasn't he? Uh, I don't know. I think he's just Cody here, but uh, he can technically use the name Rose. He decided not yeah. to, apparently. Things I noted before this, well, points for this match based on how much I enjoy the work of John Morrison. Yeah, there's one of the reasons I picked this show. Is yeah, thanks. Of this. Thanks <laughs> I don't know because it's uh, copyrighted by the Fed, which hasn't had got anything over in this show before, but uh, right. I noticed that Starship's Pain is now called <laughs> End of the World. I don't think I've ever heard you call it Starship Pain. That's funny. Um, End of the world. Okay, yeah. End of the world. And also, uh, Mundo Nitro Morrison hits one of his finishers three times in this match in a row. And then (laughs) Cody just It's it's the modern world, mate. You've got to hit your finisher three times before a finish comes. Very disappointing. No one could invest in uh, Johnny Morrison's intro intro of uh, the slow-mo. Yeah, true. That is, uh, I like that. Which they missed off his first SmackDown back, but oh, they brought they? it back the second week. I saw they did it with The Miz, where they did literally the same hand motions and yeah. stuff as they used to do back in the day. I thought that was quite funny. But whatever. <coughs> so, yeah, glad he's back. But also, by him being back in the Fed means that Ty Valkyrie has been doing more indies in the UK, and I think she's oh, cool. really good. I think she's good, yeah, yeah. Really, really good. So John Morrison cuts a promo b- beforehand. Great. Where he finishes with quite a good line. To, I'm trying to find some positives here. You can suck my stardust, Cody. And I'm like, that's quite a good line. Yeah, that was definitely fed to him. Maybe. So <laughs> good thing. Is... Good thing that all his cinematic out outlays have gone really well for him. That he's back in the Fed. So um, Cody, I would say, has been the best guy for AW since they've started, hands down. Really, really good. Great, 
storytelling matches, not doing too much, but doing enough. His promos, holy shit, his promos have been yeah. good. During this time, this is what we generally refer to as three star Cody. Yeah, this is the time that he was working through his list. Yeah. So he was working through his list after being released. So there were people on that list that he wanted to wrestle, including Kenny Omega and also wrestling in Qatar. That was definitely on the list. Of course it was. That's what I remember. He probably put, like, exotic locations, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think he probably meant more like, you know, Malibu and Hawaii and India or something. I'm not sure Qatar was on the list. No, 2017 Cody. So this would, again, he'd still be... He's just joined Bullet Club at this stage, hadn't he, in 2017? Uh, it was around this time, yeah, yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not um, his best, I would say. No, but then he's one year removed from the Fed, three months of not being able to take certain bookings or do things for himself. Sure. So Cody seems to be the face, um, but it's not totally obvious coming into the match. Throwing up the two sweets, clapping with the fans and all this sort of stuff. Lots of Bullet Club fans in Doha. Apparently so. Well, none, basically. Yeah. <laughs> as, as much as they kept on trying to put over on commentary. So uh, I can hear the commentary still at this point. Could you hear it? Yes, because I got some wonderful comments throughout this match. Okay. I genuinely I started counting then I lost counts of the number of times that both Dombrowski and Shane Douglas made mention of that this is for the uh, the Middle Eastern Championship getting that championship over yeah. but at some point during this at the match well these two well, we'll get into this in the match shortly these two men want to be the best and represent wrestling in the Middle East well of course they do they want the fucking payday <laughs> of course they do <laughs> that's where the the uh the attraction is it's not for the wrestling really and, and this is the thing fresh so, audience it's gotta be tempting as a pro wrestler yeah but this thing from a commentary standpoint yeah. fresh product there aren't that many full shows for qpw on youtube yep i get from a commentary standpoint you need to get a point over for a new audience like you always assume that no one has watched your promotion before yeah yeah sure but people are not stupid you don't need to get over 17 times that it's for the middle eastern championship i've met a lot of people at wrestling shows i'm not sure you're right (laughs) 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 i know what you're saying yeah it's true it's true i've met some really fucking annoying dumb people at wrestling shows but (laughs) which wrestling (laughs) don't know which one you're talking about well, at least we're making progress. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about them. But like, yeah. This is, uh, yeah. So uh, Cody seems to be the face, blah, 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 blah. Comes, uh, what am I talking about? So here comes Johnny Qatar, slapping hands with the <laughs> audience and smiling away. <laughs> Nitro wearing the t-shirt from his movie, Boone the Bounty Hunter. Uh, Got to be a bonus pod soon, yeah? I can't wait. <laughs> 90 minutes, John Morrison, mate. Acting. I'd rather watch 90 Minutes John Morrison. They released a video on Pornhub of him and his good lady. Uh, yeah, to be fair. Uh, oh, so in, in all seriousness, yeah. um, a man who said, please don't mention my name. Who did? I know someone who said <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I almost got you. Suggested that we're quite funny for a bonus pod if we covered one night in China. No, we're not doing that. Definitely not. She's dead, man. We can't do that. I know uh, the OSW boys did um, the Sunny one. I didn't even know Sunny had one. Did you not? End of the podcast. See you later. <laughs> WrestleMania 2000, here I come. Oh, uh, again, bit bit dead now, isn't she? No, she's still very much alive in prison. Well, Sunny? Yeah, Sunny's still alive. Is she? I thought she died. No. It's just every other pro wrestler. 
necessarily from my childhood, you know. Fuck. No, Sonny's still definitely alive. Let's move on. So Steve Linsky rings the bell and off we go. Uh, the lights dim in and out a few times like they did earlier. It's really annoying, but whatever. Uh, Cody does his Stardust cartwheel shtick. Johnny Impact does parkour. Uh, <laughs> and Linsky gets involved. Doing parkour. <laughs> trying to do a botched cartwheel. It's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, so the match starts as face versus face silly comedy match, which is totally out of left field. I didn't expect this. Yeah. Handshakes, no, but they too sweet each other. I'm like, you're not in the bullet uh, club. Bullet BC confirmed. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Morrison bumps onto a big bag of chips on the outside, busting them wide open. <laughs> what a maneuver! <laughs> so there's some fan that's obviously left the packet of crisps on the floor, and he back bumps onto it. And it goes. <laughs> I was like, it's the best spot of the show, probably. Food wastage in that part I'd of the world. I'd be furious. I'd be like, get off it, Johnny! <laughs> that's my food. That was Wembley price. That would have been twenty quid alone. <laughs> so uh lights continue to flicker on and off linsky misses a clear low blow by cody so yeah cody starts to become the black hat as the match goes on uh cody crotch chops the crowd and now wrestles with no hands (laughs) (laughs) i wrote that line thinking can i say that (laughs) well you have i have said it now so there we go oh brilliant um Morrison cross chops the crowd too, and I get really confused. Who's the fucking face? Who's it's fine? The... He does parkour. He'll be fine. <laughs> Not with hands. He doesn't. <laughs> Not without hands. Fuck. Oh, no. I screwed up the line. Anyway. Oh my god. Right. So um. Oh god. Oh, I'm gonna read my line anyway. Fuck it. I wrote this joke. So Morrison cross chops the crowd too, and I'm confused. But not as much as Mundo is when he tries to undo his zipper the next day with only one hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I almost got through it. Anyway, oh, oh brilliant! So the, <laughs> the crowd has been. Why very... is that better than everything that's on this bloody show? <laughs> because it's inappropriate. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, so the, it's just jokes, people. Line up. <laughs> so there's some dickhead that's offended out there. You know there is. Uh, probably the crown prince. Ah, probably gives a fuck. So uh, I look forward to the emails at least. <laughs> so the crowd has been very active for this, at least I would say. They get into the match a lot. Oh yeah, they're, I mean, who cares at this point? But like, you know. the, these are the. This is the most overmatched. These are the two most notable stars on this card in the pre-main event. I just read my next line, so it's making me laugh. But yes, I absolutely agree with you. Um, you've set this one up. This better be good. It's not even that funny. It's just the way it's phrased. It. Jono misses his parkour salt from the top row. What you mean? He's missed Starship Pain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His parkour soul. <laughs> anyway, so um, uh, Cody locks in the figure four, but Jono reverses. Uh, I'm just calling him Jono in my notes by this point. So some scumbag Mark from the crowd chants "Fight Forever," and I'm like, "Fucking die!" Some things you can kind of get out of a crowd, but some things just remain, no matter how much I hate them. During the comedy at the beginning, we also got under "This Is Awesome" chant. Oh, for fuck's sake! Even these new crowds, it's like some dickhead's seen a show and is like, "Oh, we must chant this." That's what you do at pro wrestling. So Cody hits the crossroads, only gets a two. Uh, commentary do the play-by-play guy uh, just called the other lad the franchise. That's why I was like Shane Douglas confirmed. Um, Starship parkour spinny bullshit gets two for John Moe. As you said, he kicks out the finisher bunch. Um, That's it, two kicks out three. Moonlight drives. Double count out finish. Hey, Russo! Russo, Russo. I've just written lots of expletives here, so I'm just going to skip on. God damn it, Linsky. <laughs> I'm getting everything wrong. I, uh, I wrote double count out finish. Keeping both strong. <laughs> the, the winner. Absolutely bloody no one. <laughs> the fans. Sorry, no. The bank accounts of Cody and John Morrison. 
So Johnny Nitro cuts an inaudible generic sounding promo at the end. Let's do it again. He'll be more than happy to come back to defend the belt. I bloody hope so, John. You've got the belt. <laughs> you better come back to defend it. That's yeah. the point of being a champion. Don't do a Del Rio. Turn up. God. Time for... Your... Oh, you got anything you want to say on this? I love John Morrison. He's great, isn't he? Yeah. Starship pain. <laughs> All that park core. Core park. <laughs> Didn't even give us a finish. I hope that's not the same for Tyre. Considering none of my notes about Cody in this shows how three-star he was at this point. Yeah. He's doing nothing of any worth. His entrance music is still one of my favourite. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So at least he was using that in 2017. Favourite? Mm. One of my favourites. Ali Black is my current favourite. Just throw it out yeah. there. Very good. I, I, I listened to that when I was driving to the garage yesterday to cry as I went for a drive-by past the house going, I wonder how busy it is. It's on my playlist. It's I have a few wrestling songs in my playlist. I'm not that much of a nerd. But I have like, you know... You're doing a podcast about wrestling. You sent me a message, which I need to reply to about Warhammer miniatures. That is true, yeah. We're both very cool. We're very lucky to actually have women who let us have sex with them to have children. That's a fair point, yeah. Well, the latter bit. <laughs> yeah, we were punished for liking wrestling and miniatures. <laughs> um... Oh, I had a point here. Gives, uh, time for your main event of the evening. Skip to the end. Who gives a fuck? So it's QPW World. <laughs> Hang on, were you booking the show? That's exactly <laughs> the mentality they went with. QPW World Heavyweight Championship match, which I guarantee has never been defended. Actually, you said they've been to different countries. Four years he's had this belt. So it has so been, been defended. defended. So it is actually world belt. Around the world. Legitimate world belt. <laughs> Those words just came out of my mouth and I laughed. Uh, Chris. Raver. There's a B there, isn't it? Not a P. <laughs> it's definitely not a V. No, he's not from Britress. He's from Austria. Chris Raber versus our champion. Oh, sorry, Raber or Raber. I'm going to go Raber <laughs> versus. Oh, it's Alberto Del Rio, but Alberto El Patron. Bertie. Bertie, there we go. So uh, both lads are face. Because they're best friends. Skip to the end, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Guess. Oh, we, oh, we should go through it. Well, no, but this is the point. You say, we should go through it. Literally nothing. There is no real moment. You may have a couple of notes in from the match itself. Uh, uh, Del Rio looks like... Well, actually, I'll say that. So, um, both have generic wrestling music themes. Um, Alberto Del Rio doesn't look mashed out of his face for once. Nice fighting through the crowd. Did they? Oh yeah, they did walk and brawl, didn't they? Walk and brawl, showing how big the venue is. But there were parts of this venue where they did the walk and brawl. Looked a little bit empty at some parts. Yeah. Did you not think the mob started to get a bit too handsy at times? A little bit. But when they were fighting and walk and brawl, I say there was nothing in ring. Shane Douglas on commentary, one of the few things I managed to pick out with a golden line. Yeah. So they're fighting through the crowd. Shane Douglas fighting into the cheap seats. If there is such a thing. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> because it's Qatar and they're all rich. And hey. then Joe Dombrowski, about 10 seconds later, to- bought in what can I describe as his inner Brit rest and said, you could pick up one of those children and swing them. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, okay. Uh, yep, that, that's fine, I guess. I don't know. So basically, can you say was- that? I don't think you can say that, can you? Well, that's what he said. <laughs> Fucking hell. So, um, blah, 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 blah. lots of fighting through the crowd, back into the ring. Basically, the whole match was built around when they got back in the ring of trying to block the arm breaker. Yeah, I've got a talking point. So, you know how Alberto Del Rio does the C, C, C? Is it okay if I just steal your gimmick and change the language? Yeah, obviously. Nailed it. Because that's what he's doing. 
Yeah. He's taken Daniel Bryan's yes gimmick and so, translated it. So did Voltage, that well-known Mexican luchador, Jack Voltage, with his sea kicks. Well, he's doing a Mexican gimmick. He's lost the bloody mask. mask. <laughs> Is he still doing it? He's not. He's Does not he from Mexico. Does... He's from Aylsham. <laughs> <laughs> but he's going with the gimmick. You got to stick to your gimmick. You know what I mean? That's kind of so. Legero some leads. Yeah, and he's not been demasked. Generico's from Montreal. Yep, and Voltage is a ginger lad from Aylsham. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, this this gimmick's fucked. You can't just steal someone's gimmick, change the language. He was doing it in WWE, though, because he was doing the sea kicks and he was doing that annoying little whistly thing with the twiddly finger. Yeah, it was bad then, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I was for, like, the, the first year or two he was in the Fed. The whole character, like yeah. because that was very modern million-dollar man thing. It was so good. With um, with uh, Ricardo Rodriguez. Yeah, That's sure. Up, private ring announcer. Coming out in the cars, top draw. They Full just... heel. Yeah. Oh, I know what we'll do. Let's turn him face. Yeah. I also know what we'll do. Let him near the ladies' locker room. Oh, that was bad, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, what was what was it? Their um, world elite? No, that was TNA. What were they? Their faction called when it was Sheamus, Barrett, Rusev, oh. and Del Rio. Rusev's best days because he gave no fucks and would cut the most funny fucking promos. He would what? just say random shit in Russian, like, like he does now, but in English. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> He's the guy that needs to set loose. Yeah, they need to set him loose. I know they're starting to. But oh my god, Rusev is the best. Yeah. So funny. But if he's released, there's certainly a title match waiting for him in Doha, Qatar. <laughs> Do we have to go back to this? <laughs> well, the, essentially, the finish, um, after fighting off the cross-arm breaker for the whole match, yeah. Bertie locks in the cross-arm breaker and Raber taps out, losing his title for the... F- well, he was the first champion. He lost it after four... Long years of international title defences, and your new heavyweight champion of the world. Some would call it the world's heavyweight champion. I wouldn't. No, don't you dare. Don't but you dare. Bertie Del Reserved Peter. for the good gold belt, not this shit. Anyway, so... Um, At least you know this belt's definitely made of gold. <laughs> I've just written, dull, 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 dull. This was dull, dull. Del Rio just won the strap. Who booked this shit? Mr. Ali, apparently. Well, well, no, he's the owner. He's not the booker. Who, who's booking it? Do you know? Russo. <laughs> well, and now I was assumed Bischoff. Wait, legit? Russo? What, Russo? Russo oh, definitely not. Oh, okay. Had a moment. It feels like Al Snow. I'm not going to get into any more. No, but like, Al Snow. he's there. He's uh, and he's a champion. Booking, OVW and stuff, you know. So as a fan of all the people that were there, he's the guy you would ask. Yeah, definitely. You know? I feel like this is this is money mark fan stuff though. Yeah, but he's got my. This isn't like Brit rest money mark where they book all the people and get called out on it. What are you talking about? Look, he's on the card. Well, no, but he's got the money to pay him. <laughs> he's a money mark. Yeah, yeah, but he's actually got the money to pay him as opposed to Brit rest oh, where okay. they <laughs> never have the money to pay them. <laughs> Hot dog on a can of coke, mate. You know, like sorry, yeah, lads, okay. the gate was down. Yeah, yeah sure. that's because we're at Westgate Hall <laughs> in Canterbury for twelve people. That was packed the last time we were there. Yeah, ah, sure because Pack was there. Yeah, Pack was good, wasn't he? With the so, belt, um, with the best belt, with the best belt, with the best belt. Which he didn't come. Oh, the opportunity was there. But Tax. he was the proper heel. He had the open the dream gate with him. I know. He walked to the ring with the open the dream gate. 
And then because he's a fucking heel, he immediately left. Maybe he was selling t-shirts of holes in two. You've got you've got to love him for that. Though. Oh, yeah. He didn't even try and sell more. He didn't shake anyone's hand. Didn't That's because he probably realised as soon as he came out the back, like Billy Woods was like, no, I ain't paying you. And he was like, fuck this. <laughs> I'm off to Newcastle. Walking home in his trunks. I, I think it was an element of he had to get the train back to Newcastle immediately because yeah. it was like it was like 11 o'clock by that point. Yeah. He looked pissed off at the end of that show as well. That's because, you know, based on who he was wrestling. Anyway. Well, the ring, more than anything, I think. <laughs> It was, uh, yeah. I think calling it a ring was being very generous. <laughs> Fair point. So, uh, first bit of the show was funny bad. Uh, last bit of the show was boring and dull. Uh, I'm so happy it's over. Never again. Sums it up beautifully. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> How would you rate in Cornflakes our first viewing of Qatar Pro Wrestling QPW? This is struggling for me. I'm struggling to say more than one. I'm going to two star it because of my personal links to QPW. Okay. Um, and I'm and trying I, to think of like, the, the opening match is hilarious. The, really fun. I was praying it was all going to be comedy, story, bullshit the, the whole way through. The first half hour great. of the card was brilliant for the wrong reasons. Then, like, With the intro video, a yeah. random appearance by Sting. Yeah, just but, hilarious. Yeah, two cornflakes for me. They paid for Sting to turn up for a minute <laughs> just to come out and go, Salam Alaikum. It's showtime! Woo! <laughs> That's it. And you're like, oh, I love it so much. It's but brilliant. no, two cornflakes because I can't do halves. So I will always try it my best to round up. I'm struggling even to get to one. I'm totally honest. There was very, very little to write home about with this. I would not be watching this again unless it is for this podcast. I would not be going out of my way to watch this as a fan. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I looked at the card. I'm like, well, this is either going to be really bad or just like hilariously bad. It started out hilariously bad. Yeah. It just, it just, it's like they were taking it almost too seriously and then not seriously enough when it needed to be taken seriously to tell the story, you know? Yeah, this this wasn't for me. No. Not for me at all. Very little positive about it. Yeah. Uh, right, cool. Yeah, so, I mean, is that it? That's it. World of Wrestling Podcast. Do- Wait, hang oh, on. hang on. Weren't you going to we're going to save something for the end? Oh, um I will go out after the plugs and we'll go onto the El Hijo de Ice Cream to finish. All right, go on then. Yeah. So, so uh, listen to the end of the pod, there's a good story. So, um World of Wrestling Podcast for our archive back catalog, all the links that you need, like subscribe on worldwrestlingpodcast.com. Your- yes, like subscribe on all of your app podcast apps of choice. <laughs> You know what to say this. What are you doing? <laughs> I know, it's really bad. I'm just so thrown <laughs> by my El Hijo to Ice Cream story. Sorry, man. Um, where can people find you on the social media? Uh, this is where I fuck up my bit. Uh, Fanboy Rich on Twitter and Instagram. There you go. My bit's easy. Go ahead. I'm at the Tex Williams on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And as mentioned earlier, I will be returning to SEPW on the 9th of February at Hawkins Community Centre. Tickets £5. Search SEPW Wrestling on Facebook. Find out, come along, come and see some of the best British wrestling with homegrown talent. I'll We'd- be there. I'm the hipster in the hornroom specs that's a bit fat, so come say hello to me. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and more importantly, if you like what we do, buy a t-shirt, amazon.co.uk. And if you like what we do as well, please leave us a five-star review on our on iTunes yeah. or Spotify, wherever you Whatever see. app you use, just click the five stars, help us out, get us a bit more known. We can sell more t-shirts. That'd be yeah. great. And also, guys, you don't need to <laughs> write a review. If you just want to click five stars, go from there. Yeah, actually, it really makes a yeah. massive difference, actually. I've yeah, noticed yeah. that whenever people do that, suddenly we get like 20, 30 more listeners that week, and it's like, hang on, what the fuck? And then we cover so, yeah. shows like this, and no one ever comes back. <laughs> oh, no one will listen to this show. Yeah. That's why we can say whatever the fuck we want. It's great. <laughs> but well, these that- are the best shows. In that case, let's finish with Hijo to Ice Cream. Let's do it. So, because I was con- looking as one does when you are on the verge of retiring from professional wrestling looking at some new ring gear I went online and I found 
a fully worn outfit online from America of El Hijo de Ice Cream. Of Los Ice Cream fans from Shakara. Yeah. And originally it started about $16. I have messaged you and said, I'm having this. I literally don't care what the price is. <laughs> and then I booked to view a house and then the price got a little bit too tasty for uh, my liking. What did it go up to at the time? Um, it was over $100. Okay. So it uh, went when up came to in. a decent amount. Yeah. However, there is a sidebar to this. Right. So obviously... El Hijo de Ice Cream is selling his gear. No problem at all. Under wrestling gear, some of the ladies of the British wrestling variety have also started selling their worn gear on eBay. (laughs) Um, So if you're a fan of Charlie Evans, you can buy some of her ring-worn attire for 150 quid on eBay. Fair enough. So go and make the girl happy so you can go and buy some gear and buy some piece of wrestling history. I thought you were going to say something else, <laughs> like something underneath the ring gear, maybe. Because I've heard about people doing that a lot, selling up to fans and shit, make a cheap buck, you know. Um, no, super I, creepy. I, but... I assume this is purely just creepy that you're buying ring worn gear. I assume washed. I'd hope so. I've got Coach Wicker's jockstrap upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you two hundred quid for it. Also, if you're still listening, happy birthday, Mister Wicked. Hey, happy birthday, bud. Well, Twenty-one again today. We'll see you next week for more wrestling action. Cool. Bye, everybody. Bye. I feel like I should be saying more. I feel like at the end of the pod, usually we've got stuff to say, but this was just empty. No, we did it. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was good. <laughs>